The following podcast is brought to you by Babe Media. I'm Emma Clark. And I'm Kelsey Burdett. You know those people you follow that just seem to get it? They have the Instagram content that you actually watch. They own the brands that you just can't stop buying from. And they tell the stories you actually remember. The kinds of people that leave you wondering, how do they do that? Well, we follow them too. And we have the exact same question. Join us as we interview the people that leave us thinking, oh, they get it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to part two of our conversation with Imogen Pickering. She is the founder of an agency or a creative agency called Bijou Brands. And just as a recap, because I'm sure that you listened to the last episode that we had with her, she's had a really interesting career journey that's led her to this point. And it's no surprise that she's an expert when it comes to building brands because she's done it right? She started at university taking really similar types of courses. She got into the financial industry building brand, realized that was not her jam. On the side, started building her own apparel company, scaled that to the point where she could take that full time, which is so impressive in itself, and then decided that there was an opportunity to create this agency to go help other brands build their brand and their story and their positioning. And so there's no better person to ask than the person who has done it for their own companies and also for companies around them and clients of theirs. And so this conversation is very theoretical and then goes tactical. So make sure you listen to the entire thing all the way through and you'll get the reason for having a strong brand and brand positioning down to actually how you can implement that. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much good stuff in this episode. Like you said, we talk about the general landscape of where you're launching a brand into right now. We have consumers that have access to more information than ever before totally. they're purchasing. They're smart. They know what on social media isn't necessarily super authentic. When you're launching a business in today's day and age, you really do need to be paying attention to your branding and being yeah. very intentional about what you're building, why you're building it, how you're connecting with your audience emotionally. So yeah. If you're looking at building a brand or you think your branding maybe needs a refresh, you're not quite hitting the mark, this episode will give you so much good tactical info on what to do. Let's get into it. Let's do it. All right, so it's time to talk about our favorite brand of the week. And if you listened to our last episode, you already know it's Rainbow Mushroom. So as I talked about, I started using Rainbow in the winter of 2021. I put lion's mane in my coffee in the morning to help give me some energy, help give me focus when I was still working at Shopify, still doing my master's and trying to run a podcast. And it really did help me feel more balanced and focused throughout my day. And then I'll put reishi in my tea at night to help me wind down, relax. I couple that with a little red light in my room, some essential oils in my diffuser. It's honestly a very nice time. So to give you a little bit more info on what Rainbow Mushrooms is, they're a functional mushroom company on a mission to upgrade humanity with fungi. They create high quality, intentional fruiting body mushroom tinctures, and they're all grown and manufactured in Canada. Not to mention they have beautiful branding. They're sustainable. It's just a brand we really love to support. Really cool products. If you're looking for something to add to your wellness routine to help get either some of that mental focus or help you with unwinding in a natural way, highly recommend checking them out. You can use our code THEYGET15 for 15% off your order, and there will be a link down below. Enjoy. 
we haven't really deep dived with a guest before on what goes into building a brand. Mm -hmm. So obviously don't give away your trade secrets, but (laughs) when, when someone wants to start building a brand, let's say they want to launch a product company, what are those first things that they should be thinking about? Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting and it's certainly, I can talk about it forever. And Mm -hmm. I just find, I find it so interesting because I think, I don't think branding is really gets the credit that it deserves because a lot of the, you know, the strategy that goes into it and how that works to influence us as consumers, us as consumers, like it's all subconscious. We don't realize that it's happening. We don't really stop and think and realize why am I buying this product? Mm. Why am I choosing this brand over the other brand? Why, when I am thinking, oh, I need X product. Why is that brand coming to my, coming to the forefront of my mind first? And actually that's because there is so much strategy that had those businesses have put into building their brand so that they can influence their target customer. Um, so I guess the kind of, without giving a two-hour lecture on it like I guess probably the most important aspects is really understanding I think it starts and ends with your customer I think you've got to have yes a lot of us start our businesses we have a why for ourselves we're like I want to do this because I want to be financially independent I want to have my own business but if that's your why you're not giving anyone else a reason to buy into you because it's selfish you need a you can have a of course you can have a why for you we all have a why I have a why for me but your most important is your why for others and that's why your business exists in the world to serve your customer and that could be you know you really want that to be in a so um I'm trying to think of an example so Dove we all know Dove the Mm -hmm. beauty brand yeah. yeah their why is obviously to empower women and to show women that like all bodies are beautiful it's all about like expression it's having a reason like yes having a good product is important but having a solid brand is everything and that Mm -hmm. comes from yeah really thinking about why your brand exists in the world for your customer and thinking about the the values that your brand is gonna normally your brand values will be an extension of your values as a business owner but how you can personify your brand by having values so you know that could be sustainability inclusivity um authenticity whatever is really important to you also needs to be important to your target customer Mm -hmm. and when you can translate and communicate these values through your actions and results as a business your you know regardless of what you're selling If you are targeting women that have, women or men that have the same values, when the need arises for whatever you're selling, because you have connected with them on an emotional level, your brand is going to be the first brand that they think of when the need arises for whatever it is you sell. 
So I it think, starts there with your customer. So that that premise makes a lot of sense to me. And like candidly, this is not a world that I come from. And so I'm just going to ask mm. a bunch of stupid questions. Yeah, um, like theoretically, yes, that makes sense. What is your <clears throat> reason for being, right? And, and why should your customers care? How do you actually map out as a business owner what that means in practice? So it's really down to your kind of messaging strategy and where you're showing up. So it's about kind of like unpacking it and, you know, going through a strategy and saying, what are the things that we can be saying that's gonna influence our customer to think a certain way? How are we gonna deliver that? So really thinking where are they hanging out? What's important to them? Where are they most active online? What, are, what, what you know, environment do they live in? What's their level of income like? And it's just, a, it's, um, it's, it's reverse engineering the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's looking at the end result and what you are wanting. You know, what emotions are we wanting to elicit in, in the target customer? What, how do we want people to feel when we're using their product? Right. And it's just reverse engineering. It's not like a clean cut, like roadmap. It's, it's gonna be totally independent on a what you're selling and b who your target customer is as a person it's just about thinking of the end result and what you want and Mm -hmm. where he or she is and reverse engineering that roadmap to kind of be able to develop a strategy to get there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's the thing that you see people missing the most when they're building their own brands um, like when you said I, earlier how so many people mm, you see and you're like, oh, you're missing something. What is that? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. I think a lot of people still, and, you know, it's forgivable because I think this is what how business was for a long time, but a lot of people continue to just sell on the benefits of a product. Mm-hmm. Feature selling. Features and benefits, right? And it's been like that for decades, Mm-hmm. But I think now as the world around us has changed, like, and consumers very quickly become privy to what's happening. So like, obviously, like I'm giving an example, like influencer marketing that is still so powerful, but I was going through my Instagram before and I was looking at stories and I was like, I'm so bored of my influence, mm-hmm. the girls I follow selling to me, like I'm bored of that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think there's a, there's a life cycle on kind of marketing strategies and your features and benefits yes it ha- it worked for decades but we're in a space now where that is just that's so far gone so and what's, that's not what's next if that's gone where are we going people people 100% and i think it's all about again i don't it's it's hard it's hard to um to theorize where it's going because obviously yeah influencer marketing is is people People. yeah but I think it's now it's video I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. still can't get on board with the power of video and how that's influencing buying behavior um so yeah another mistake I see is a lot of business because showing up on video is like a scary thing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I see I see a lot of people kind of making that mistake and kind of burying their head in the sand and saying, you know, this is not, you know, I don't want to do this, this doesn't fit for my business. But I the I think people saying like, 
yes, video doesn't work or, you know, video's not going somewhere is the same kind of energy as people telling Henry Ford that <laughs> automobiles were not going to yeah. be a thing. Like it's the reason that the reason like Instagram has is pushing video so heavily and why TikTok is doing so well is because that is how that's how consumer behavior is working now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not just doing that as like because it's a trend. They're doing that because they have access to pretty much the entire world's data yeah. and how they're, you know, how long they're spending looking at a video as opposed to a picture. Um, yeah. They've got all that data to be able to predict what is working and what we as a as a human race are now being influenced by mm-hmm. and, you know, consumer behavior and it's, and it's video. So that's another yeah. thing that I see a lot of people getting getting stuck with. Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think it is just consumers are getting smarter. They've seen influencers selling them mm-hmm. stuff. They've seen these filtered pose, perfect pictures. And, and like we were saying earlier, like coming out of the pandemic, people just want authenticity and realness. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I love being on TikTok so much because I see videos mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. I didn't know other people think that way or do mm-hmm. that. And it just mm-hmm. it builds that connection on such a deeper level, more yeah. than a photo ever could. Um, and I also think... Um, you know, people want to diversify where they're putting their content because Instagram all of a sudden can change their algorithm. And now you're not getting any reach and you're not making any money and you're not getting the deals you want. And so people are now pushing, going to these different platforms where they're actually getting more traction. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see the video continuing to pick up. I, I agree. And I disagree. I agree. First of all, video is like a no brainer, right? Like I feel like you look at the numbers and it speaks for itself, but I disagree on why people aren't doing it. And I think it's not because they don't see the value in it. It's that they're intimidated. And I think, yeah, oh, 100%. yeah, and I see, I see so many brands are like, yeah, we want to be on TikTok. We have no idea how to build a TikTok strategy. We have no idea who's going to create the videos, who's going to edit the videos, who's going to know what's cool and what's not. And that is intimidating. I get it, yeah. but that's not an excuse. You have yeah. to figure it out. A hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. And it's not, it's, it, I think it's, um, twofold. It's yes, they're intimidating, intimidated on a, a personal level. And I think it's also, I think this the scariest thing or the worst thing that you can do as a business owner is become lazy in mm. not being open to developing and learning new skills. Yeah, totally. Because Stick with what video you know. editing is a whole different ball game. That's mm-hmm. why I think a lot of, that's why I'm really interested to see what the influencer space is going to be like, because I think traditionally in the last 10 years, like Instagram influencers, they're nailed their craft at creating beautiful pictures mm-hmm. picture and video is totally mm-hmm. different it's totally two different languages so I think yeah obviously there is the personal intimidation of I have to show up and be on you know show my face on video yeah a bit of my personality a bit a little bit more but then there's also there's a there's a new skill to learn and I think you know, I can speak for myself. The older I get, I feel like the more resistance I have to learning new things. I'm like, oh, I, don't, I can't be bothered to learn something new. Like I can't, can't be bothered. But I think it's, I do think it's such a, it's such a limiting thing that you can do for yourself as a business owner is to really become lazy with that and, you know, not be open to 
yeah. developing so especially as it's gonna it's it's the future at the moment it really is and so I just want to get really tactical for a minute because like someone I've never built a brand before um, if I'm coming in I have my product I love my product right I think it's the mm-hmm. best thing in the world what are the tactical steps that I need to have in place in order to build a brand that's authentic and that's actually going to convince people to buy so should we go through should we go through a strategy? Should Can we? we? Through- that would be amazing. Yeah, we can. I will um let me just bring one up. So so we we've recently developed um our kind of we have a, a brand strategy framework that we kind of work with all of our clients before we even start thinking about kind of like the visual identity and how it needs to look. You know, so exactly where you've said, like, I love my products, like I love my brand, I love my business. We go through like a kind of a few steps, you know, it can be 10 to 12 steps, depending on kind of like how deep the brand needs to go and how much they have already uncovered. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first step is to really, to define your brand purpose. Like I said before, like why your brand exists in the world, aside from making a profit. Yep. Because if you're doing something, you're like, I love my product. No one cares that you love your product. Like you need to give a reason for your customers to love it. Um, you then need to define kind of like your brand promise and the commitments that you're going to make to your customer over and over again. Like FedEx, like their promise is, you know, next day delivery worldwide. Like that's mm-hmm. a promise that they commit to. This is one promise. I just want to clarify that. I think so many brands today, they're like, I need to be the cheapest. I need to be vegan. I need to be the most sustainable. And it's like, that is a great way to burn yourself out. And you're trying to be all things to all people. It's not going to happen. So pick one. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And one that you can keep yeah. and one that, you know, one that will also withstand the test of time. So a promise that you can still keep. Obviously, you don't know what the world's going to be like in 10 years time. We True. know as of this year, like we don't know <laughs> what's going to happen. But it's got to be one that's that you can see happening and something that you can commit to in five and 10 years time. And that brings us oh, on I to like the brand. that. Yeah, the brand vision as well. You've got to think about where your business is going to sit in the like, obviously, you've got to think about your goals and what you really want for the business, you know, whether that's being stocked in, you know, some amazing with some amazing retailers or working with some amazing brands, whatever that is, you've got to think of your personal goals, but also where your business is going to sit in the world in the Mm -hmm. future. So like, Microsoft's vision is, you know, um, like a couple of years ago was something like a like a Microsoft desktop in every home or something that was their vision like that's how big they wanted it to go mm-hmm. and they kind of looked at the world around them and projected how their business would would fit um and then you've got to come up with like a with a with a mission statement so that's a really clear identifier of the business you're in the type of people you serve and the level of service that you're going to provide hmm. And having that as your kind of baseline to work from mm-hmm. will dictate a lot of the decisions that you make in your business and your brand. Oh, this is gold. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> I'm loving all of it. Um, and then step two is you've really got to think about your brand values. So like I said before, these have to be you know, values that are really important to you as a business leader, as the leader in the business, and then how you can infiltrate that into your into your brand Mm -hmm. and you can't you don't you can't just pick things because they're fashionable so like Mm. you know sustainability or like inclusivity or whatever because if you're 
brand values are inauthentic to what your values are as a person, you're not going to be able to communicate them. And you're not going to be able to have the longevity of keeping them up because essentially your brand values need to, they're communicated through your business's actions and results. So Mm -hmm. they're inauthentic to you as the business leader. You're not going to be able to, to keep that up. No. And then you're going to come across as inauthentic. And as we've already discussed, consumers are just so savvy to what's going on now. Like they can sniff out um, whatever you want to call it. You know, Mm -hmm. you just won't be able to, you just won't be able to last very long. Um, And then most importantly is, as I said, is your target customer. Like you need to know your target customer inside and out. You need to know them on an external level. So where they live, how old they are, what they do for a living, Mm -hmm. where they shop, what they splurge on, you know, what they enjoy doing, where they are on social media, all of that good stuff. But then, and I would probably argue this is more important is you need to know, you need to evaluate them internally. So like, what are their pain points and fears? Mm -hmm. Um, What problems are they experiencing? What's important to them? who or what are they inspired by what brings them joy and excitement because when you know them emotionally as we've discussed today that emotional level when you can tap into that that's when it is the most powerful Mm -hmm. tool of you know acquiring new audience and bringing them back because once you've it's like you know when we make friends with people we're friends with them because we connect with them on an emotional level and we Mm -hmm. keep going back to them it's the same with brands like you need to humanize your brand and to be able to do that you need to understand your target customer inside and out and everything that that makes them tick um and uh then you need to know your competitors so and this is and in answer to one of your previous questions something that i you know see a lot of people doing wrong is like copying businesses oh, that already exist yeah i was gonna ask you about that because there's <laughs> there's a difference between pulling inspiration from something you like versus literally yeah. cookie cutter just becoming a clone yeah and it doesn't work like i had um one of my clients she sent me a screenshot from one of her suppliers and her supplier had sent a screenshot to her with people being like, can you make the, these like look like this? Can wow. you make the logo look like this? Like product, branding, everything. Oh, no. And the brand name was literally the same, but like one word difference. Wow. And I, I don't know what people, yeah, like no. obviously A, that's insulting, yeah. but B, that's not gonna work. Like <laughs> exactly, it's there's no- same as everything else on the market you don't give people a reason to buy you over someone else yeah like there's yeah there's no shortcut like you can't expect that you're gonna build a long-standing brand that stands the test of time if you're just copying somebody else it might maybe work for a few months but you can't just expect that that's actually going to do something meaningful in the long term exactly and it's same you know going back to target what target audience if you're trying to appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. you're not giving a reason for anyone to mm-hmm. buy into you. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, your competitors you need to have a look at what they're doing well, what they can improve on, and then what have you learned and then how can you differentiate? So taking inspiration, having a look at actually what they're not, 
you know, the things that they're not meeting, going, there's an opportunity there for mm. us to do that. And then overall, how will we differentiate from that competitor? How will we give a reason for, obviously we have the same target audience, how are we gonna give that that market a reason to choose our brand over our competition? Mm. So that could be price, it could be you know the, the kind of influences that you work with, it could be the way that your brand is positioned, um, it could, it could be product, but most likely not if they're direct competitors. And you've got mm-hmm. to think of how you can differentiate so that you the way that your brand sits in the market is uniquely different. Mm-hmm. Because when you're uniquely different, you have a reason for people to, to choose you. Yeah. Whereas if you're the same as a competitor, they then have a choice between two or yeah. three or four or five. And actually you need to figure out what's already in the market and think of a way that makes you uniquely different. Yeah, where's that gap that you can fill in your own way rather than looking at your competitors and saying, okay, this is working for them. How do we make this same thing work for us? That's not the reason you're looking at your competitors. You're looking so you can find that that place that you can fit into that's different. White space. Exactly. Yeah. And and we've already gone on to the next stage because the next step is unique selling proposition. So yeah, what what is your USP? What's your competitive advantage? Um, and then the next step is your positioning. Like I already said, thinking about how you can uniquely position yourself in the market, um, and how that position is gonna appeal to the type of demographic that you're trying to sell to. Hmm. Um, just being conscious, conscious of the time that we have left. And I know you have to jump right after this. I'm just Mm -hmm. like laughing to myself a little bit because I thought this was going to be a conversation on fonts and colors. That's just like that's the, that's the last thing that you should do, right? That's literally 10% brand ten percent. Oh yeah. my gosh! And so I, I think we need to. We're gonna write a blog post about this and help people okay. understand the framework that you just took us through. Imogen, yeah. I learned so much, and a lot of this stuff is like as you're saying it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's like obvious. It makes sense, but like clearly, that's not where my head was ahead of time. So thank you so yeah. much for taking us through all of this. No, that's okay. And I mean, I've, I've got one more point yeah, and then please. I can wrap it up. And the last thing is your tone of voice. So as I said before, uh, yes. personalizing your brand and you're not, you know, if you're selling fishing gear to 50 year old, 56 year old <laughs> retired men, yeah. your tone of voice is not going to be like, Hey babe, are you going <laughs> fishing this weekend? Like you've got to think about personalize your brand and make it a person turn it into a person that your target audience would love. And then you come onto a visual oh, identity. Then you do your colors, your logos, your fonts and everything else. Like, as I say, like that, there's 90% of brand to go through before yeah. you start developing how your brand needs to look. But as I said before, people don't realize that bit. They think of the brand mm-hmm. and think I need logos, colors, fonts. Like that's my brand. No, yeah. That's the, that's the lay, that's the, the icing on the cake. Wow. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh okay you've given us so much good knowledge I know our audience is going to love this and take so much away from it so Imogen thank you so much we want to be mindful of your time we know you have a hard stop so thank you for coming on the show and thank you so much amazing oh wait one last thing before we wrap plug yourself where can our audience find you so you can find me personally um on Imogen Jersey which is my Instagram account that will always be, I'll always be the human behind the business there. And that's really what I kind of, I, you know, preach and what I really stand for there. But then 
if you do want help with brand, um, you know, the practical advice, you will find us at Bijou Brands, um, which I'm sure you'll link in the show notes anyway. We will. Yeah. Yeah. We will. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Well, thank you again, Imogen. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Okay, well, I made a comment about this in the actual episode, but I definitely thought this was going to be more of like a visual branding kind of exercise. And I'm actually really pleased that Imogen took it way broader than that. And I think this is actually an indicator. I know maybe some founders are a lot smarter than I am. I know a lot of them are. And maybe you've already thought about this stuff, but it's not too late. And I think that's what's really special is like if branding for you in those scrappy stages were literally just logos brand or fonts and colors, now you can still go back and you can still refine your brand, the positioning, your place in the market, your why, your vision, all of those great things that Imogen talked about. And I think the number one thing that stuck out for me is when we're building our branding for the podcast, we're kind of thinking about the longer term placement or how the brand evolves. But I think what Imogen said about like, don't just try to be a a flash in the pan, right? Don't just pick what's trendy and what's relevant right now and try to cater to what's like bad or in fashion or whatever it is. Talk about or think about the things that are going to stick with you over the next 10 years. Like that's mm-hmm. how you build a lasting brand. And then that way you're thinking about the long-term, you're building for the long-term and you're more likely to get to the long-term. Mm-hmm. And that's how you consistently show up. And if you're trying to build a solid brand identity, you need to be consistent across all channels. Yes, the tone of your voice can change, yeah. but your message and your why needs to stay consistent. And you can only do that if you've established it and you're building all of your colors and your fonts and everything off of that foundation. So yeah, I so completely true. agree. Another big takeaway from this episode for me is video. And I think because I'm on TikTok all the time and I see TikTok (laughs) creators talking about this too, but Instagram is kind of like, it's almost becoming chooky. Like I still love Instagram, but it's kind of becoming like Facebook moms are now like the millennials on Instagram and video and TikTok, you have so much power to build a brand there. Also, if you're a creator and you want to build your own brand, there's no better place to do that because you can speak authentically and you can connect with people so much better over video when there's so many different elements so video is cool it's a skill to learn but if you're looking to learn a new skill I think video editing great one yeah coming coming from a girl who's literally spent the last like six months just deep diving and figuring out what that means it's powerful stuff and I think the bigger thing is like you're not going to survive without it it's not a matter of like Mm -hmm. do I do this do I not if you want to stick around and be relevant for your target audience learn video video and so with that (laughs) we will love you Olivia for this week we'll be back with more content soon in the meantime don't forget to check out our YouTube yeah also we've been pumping out blog posts so our website's linked in the show notes go check out some blog posts if you're looking for other entrepreneurship tips concepts etc Kelsey is killing it on the blog (laughs) love that shout out please go check it out give me some feedback give me some love and I'll keep the content coming woohoo All right. Have a wonderful week. See you next week.